Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Series where we add value to people's lives happening every Thursday on Ebers Radio. You can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels and today is Marketing and Leadership uh, with Kevin and Craig joining me as per usual, Marketing and Communications Expert and Co-host Craig Pagely. How are you doing, Craig? I'm well, Kevin. Yeah, great to be chatting um, and uh, coming back from a really busy and inspiring time in London to settle into a rather cold and chilly South Africa. Yeah, man. Welcome back to South Africa. Because I know it's uh, you've been away, and uh, we've we've we both had the opportunity to to do the show abroad, which was really really cool. And, and I've been I've been following you on social media with, and seeing that you you've had an incredibly busy time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's no resting when you, when when in London. When, what what's the saying? You know, when when you grow tired of London, you go tired of life. So you know that is <laughs> that is my philosophy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's London, you know, like you, there's, you can't compare it to many. <laughs> but, um, Craig, so last week we, you gave us a snapshot into the learnings and discoveries during uh, your first week in London. Are there any highlights from the second week uh, that, that you can sort of share with us? Because, uh, you, I mean, you, you went there for work, you've, you've done stuff, you've seen things, um, but you've also experienced London in, you know, like in a brand new way. Oh, Kevin, yes, there's there's definitely one point that I that I want to share from the past week and, and, and that really relates to, to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, which you know, the bank holiday starts today in the UK. Tomorrow's a really big day, Friday and Saturday, core core activities. But just about every single corner of the UK is getting ready for the Jubilee, which is 70 years uh, of, of, of the Queen in power this, this coming weekend. Great decorations, beautiful energy associated with it, and really just wonderful positive spirit, even though there is a lot of controversy regarding the existence of the royal family and and whether you know the mm. conversation is, is very apparent on whether their their time is up in running the UK as, as the net contribution to the UK economy is actually reversed. Uh, um, the years preceding COVID, there was a, a definite con positive contribution to the economy, but going into COVID, post-COVID, we're, we're seeing a turnaround of that. And uh, the royal family apparently cost UK taxpayers in the 2021 period about 80, 87.5 million pound. Holy cow. And I, I, I recall reading that it might have equated to something like one pound 29 per taxpayer across the entire UK. So wow. there's a lot of resistance as to whether the, the royal family really are adding any value to, to the country. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what, what, what direction it takes after the coronation. Um, and, and if there's a real chance for monarchy actually continuing after the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, whenever that may be. So yeah, big, yeah. big, big question mark and, and lots of eyes on, on where that leads to in the future. Yeah, and and it's I always read it from the perspective that 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 the royal family is as as popular as they are. You know, people still love them, but yet they are controversial because they are so expensive. You know, they are like uh, being looked after by the UK, and you kind of go like, why why do we need you? Like, but yet they you know they they adore the the fanciness of our and the, and the the whole big thing that they make about it. So Kevin, you know, it's 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 a really interesting conversation and I'd I'd love to sit in those councils that are making those decisions, whether there's value or not, just to understand what that net cost is associated to. Because if you look at the number of tourists and again COVID 
absolutely had a, a, an impact on on the value that, that the royal family bring to the United Kingdom. But preceding that, the amount of tourists and visitors that come into the country, not just from abroad, but from Scotland, Wales, Ireland, uh, and 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 you know, Europe, which is a train ride away, literally, is what is the net value that those visitors bring, not just to paying a gate ticket to go into the respective uh, uh, castles and and residences, but actually to the broader investments and spend commitment in London and surrounds during their visits when coming to see the royal family. So, you know, yeah. is is it is it a fair valuation at this point, or or is it biased against them? It's really interesting to understand that. But but I can tell you right now, if you eliminated the royal family at the end of this reign, there would be a lot of cost to go back into maintaining, upkeeping, and turning those current buildings into usable, uh, uh, lettable, saleable entities uh, moving yeah. forward. So, yeah, not an easy, it's not just the flick of a switch by any means. Craig, so before we get into uh, this week's topic, uh, what can you share with a, uh, a reminder for our listeners on the great conversation we had around fossil fuels and clean creatives? Yeah, Kevin, really great having our guest, Stephen Horn, the, the founder of Bouncing Biscuit Studio and the individual responsible for bringing the clean creatives uh, agenda to South Africa, providing amazing insights on, on this topic. So let's let's start for the reminder. Clean Creatives is a USA-based group, Kevin, that aims to separate the advertising and PR industry from working with the fossil fuel sector. Clean Creatives officially launched their case in the UK a week prior to the 2021 COP26 climate, change conference in Glasgow, really tactical move on their behalf. The campaign group appeals to PR and advertising professionals who want a safe climate future and, and consists of strategists, creatives, industry leaders who all believe that the fossil fuel clients actually represent a threat to our shared future, which is quite undisputable at this particular point in time. The objectives of the campaign group is to pressure PR and advertising agencies on, on a number of fronts, with a campaign focusing specifically on revealing the intentional concealed relationships between PR and advertising agencies and their fossil fuel industry clients. And a lot of that is masked on, on greenwashing in many instances. Clean Creative South Africa is, is now adopting the same approach in bringing the South African communications industry to lead the movement on the South African con continent. And the objectives remain the same. Be part of a global move to save our planet and only work with clients that are actively reducing their emissions into the world. Kevin, the fossil fuels, uh, just a reminder, are coal, gas, oil, and burning and using these fossil fuels is the biggest source of excess carbon in our atmosphere. Take notes, bringing global heating that threatens South Africa with a likely six to eight degrees Celsius average temperature increase by 2100, 2100. This temperature yeah. increase will compound water stress, threaten food security, cause sea levels to rise, which you're seeing already, ocean acidification, and increase in drought and wildfires. And, and all of these consequences are ever apparent right as we speak today. The Clean Creatives Pledge is the best way to show the commitment for a future for the creative industry that doesn't include promoting uh, climate breaking carbon pollution. A few of the other 
points worth mentioning is that any conversation on the topic, no matter how small, and that's why it's really great that we're able to use our platform, is worth the time and effort in driving the agenda and getting to understand how can the communications industry can actually make a difference in successfully driving these topics, Kevin. And finally, we need policies that shift business in its thinking and for the businesses to shift its behavior to show a better planet for all. And those are the key reminder points from last week's conversation. Yeah, I mean, when, when we spoke about it, I, as as you saw on the show, I was, you know, I was like taken by that. And, and, and yes. so it's a great initiative. And I think the the more people that actually uh, commit to doing this, um, the more we are actually going to start shifting the needle of building awareness and um, bringing people's attention to what they could do, that they could be doing better. Um, but Craig, I mean, what are we going to discuss today? Yeah, Kevin, um, as you know, our next guest is now joining us on, on the 23rd of June. Um, so we're going to tackle a different topic today. And we're going to look at the focus of the concept of marketing resilience um, or resilience in the marketplace. And, and what this means for brands is they continuously need to adapt in a world of continuous uncertainty post the pandemic. I think it's a great topic because there's something I touch on in the, uh, the leadership coaching as well. And not from a marketing point of view, but definitely from a business and leadership point, uh, perspective and how to do that effectively and, you know, what's required and how do you do How do you show up more resilient? Yeah, yeah. Yes. How does one show up more resilient? So let's start today's conversation firstly with a brief definition of, of what marketing resilience is. And there's three, three or four different interpretations that I came across on, on the web. The first is marketing resilience means being effective and focusing your activities in the right place. People behave differently and spend differently in a recession and in times of uncertainty and change. So, so whilst I cannot recall the source of that particular opening quote, Kevin, I can reassure you that these words are as relevant now as this world is embracing a, a whole new era of economic challenge and uh, as, as to when we went into lockdown during the pandemic. Um, an interesting interpretation from skyword.com, which is a company that makes it easy for brands to tell authentic stories that establish trust and, and build lasting relationships. We note the following from their quote, resilient marketing is, an, is agile and responds to Sorry, the call came through and um, just kicked me off there. Resilient marketing is agile and responds authentically and effectively to fast-changing circumstances. Brands that offer support, words of hope, and resources during the coronavirus pandemic can ensure their organizations stay top of mind when reinforcing relationships with those audiences. A really good one from Forrester.com notes that as we move to a new normal, sales and marketing leaders realize that resilience and agility are more important than ever. They can't afford to spend valuable time and resources deploying plans that aren't meaningful when the next disruption, regardless of size, comes around. A very important statement that. And in closing on the definition, it's also important to understand what a resilient strategy is, Kevin. And, and CorporateCompliance.com notes the following. Strategic resilience is the capacity to turn threats into opportunities and the ability to take advantage of those opportunities in a timely, non-crisis-like manner. It's incredibly simple words of advice for, for any brand to adhere to, Kevin. 
Yeah, I think Nando's, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they have a really great way of being resilient around, speci- specifically um, where in South Africa, they sometimes, uh, you know, they, 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 they mock uh, uh, the fact that we have, uh, you know, bad politicians or, or someone who's who's done something funny, you know, in, in a political realm, or even the, the, the electricity problem that we have. That you know, they they use it to their benefit because people immediately respond, and people you know, it's it's a great way to to, to take your brand and play on what's happening in the in the world. So it's a, that in itself is that part of resilience? Do you think that's part they, of being resilient uh, marketing? I, I I love that point. What what Nando's have really done well is they've understood the power of satire, and and they know their audience incredibly well, and and that is. A key component of resilience marketing know your audience understand what moves them what they associate with and 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 how you can keep them connected to the conversation and their incredible interpretation of these adverse effects and and converting through through the power of satire has, has really been a, a a good gel and glue for 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 bringing those points to the fore so yes that that definitely is an, an example of of uh Good resilience in marketing, but now, so we, now that we understand the interpretations, um, how do we achieve market uh, marketing resilience? How do we how do we do it? Yeah, Kevin. Yes. So so there's a there's a really great supply of articles that co- cover the topic of business resilience thoroughly. Um, there were less articles that cover the topic of marketing resilience in, in, in detail. Um, but one, one article that, that's worth referencing is titled How to Cultivate Marketing Resilience in Times of Uncertainty. Um, the article was published by Liz Elton on the 24th of, of April 2020 and can be found on skyword.com. So I've extracted some content from the opening few paragraphs of the article, which, which are a good read into this topic. The classical reaction to an impending recession is to cut costs deeply rather than strategically. But these short-term savings can have a devastating impact on an organization's long-term trajectory, which we all know. So instead of making rash decisions, you'll want to pause and think creatively about how you can strengthen your brand's marketing resilience. What steps will you need to take to steward both customer relationships and your brand's future? And how can your team be more agile and adaptable without compromising the quality of content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, uh, just on the, that point, Craig, you know, it's funny how you know marketing always gets back to the people. You know, it always gets back to the people. You know, like knowing them, understanding them, understanding who they are, how they behave, it always brings it back to the, the you know. And we've had that conversation so many times that that you know you must really pay attention to to your audience. Absolutely, absolutely. So that that's perfect because the 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 last two points or questions that that I raised in in, in that quote there really sets the context for the article because the the first approach is in achieving market resilience, brands have to be able to understand the economic and competitive landscape, which which can often lead to a pivot opportunity for those brands. Assess yeah. the changing needs of the audience. You talk about the people that play straight into it and, and actually deliver to meet those needs. And then lastly, develop strategies and execution plans that actually help the organization grow. But yeah, right in the middle of that sandwich is, 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 is the people aspect. So yeah, successful and resilient brands are built around a number of variables, Kevin, like, like a good mix of marketing leaders, vision, 
truly flexible technologies, uh, staffing, and understanding what's succeeded in the past and how to leverage that. And the article addresses each of these in detail and provides quite a nice recipe of how, when brought together, delivers a resilient marketing for any brand or organization. So, I mean, it's quite interesting about the, the points that you've just covered. Um, if you don't address them and uh, recalibrate regularly, you won't have a brand or business to run. Yeah, Kevin, you know, the, the recalibrate piece is something that I talk about quite often. And what was really interesting, I think it came out in two of the three articles that, that uh, um, we are going to cover that I read. And it's just about this iterative process of understand, do, review, reevaluate, recalibrate, put it back into the system again. Yes. And, and if you're not doing that on a regular basis, your brand is going to lose relevance. Your business is not going to be around. So a key, key component. But yeah. Building, building successful brands is most definitely an iterative process, continuous learning and adaption. And, and referencing the article, we know that resilient marketing does each of the following to achieve its objectives. So the first point is prioritize your strategic spending to foster growth. Do not slash budgets. Marketers who only see the short-term uh, future generally cut spending during a recession, whereas on the other hand, Brands that continue to market and spend during this session are always well positioned to gain the advantage when the economy rebounds. Point two is adapt quickly to new contexts. So resilient marketing is, is agile and, and it responds to fast changing circumstances while offering support. And importantly, we saw this during COVID, support, words of hope and, and mechanics that, that bring reassurance to, to consumers will help those brands stay top of mind uh, um, throughout these uh, crises. The third point is operate with a growth mindset. Resilient marketing most definitely requires a growth mindset, which is seeing failure in difficult times as, as opportunities to grow, to be more effective. And as such, brands need to be willing to take informed risks and make those necessary uh, changes to thrive every day, not just during a crisis. And that's part of that iterative process just being reinforced, Kevin. The fourth point is, is search for opportunities. Marketing resilience depends on being optimistic and tirelessly searching for the prime opportunities, even though marketing in uncertain times is not easy, and we know that. Uh, the fifth point is, is pivot to support organizational priorities. So resilient marketing requires a constant review and recalibration to support those changing organizational needs driven by the technologies and, and people's needs. This means breaking down the silos between departments so that marketing, sales, and services can collectively work towards the most important business critical goals like closing new sales, building trust with existing customers, or actually raising uh, and, and really entrenching brand awareness. And finally, Kevin, the, the, the final point here is that resilient marketing fosters a culture of unity. Marketing departments often have to do more with less. And, and as budgets become more constrained and we're entering the session moment, that is becoming more apparent. Often placing extra strain and pressure on staff, which means that the human capital is now more valuable than ever before. And building a strong culture around the, the brand's values, marketing vision, and objectives will definitely help keep those teams unified and, and resilient as they move forward. Uh, Greg, you know, you mentioned silos as well, and you think that, <clears throat> you know, in the 21st century, large corporations that have, you know, thousands of people that working uh, at, a, at a big corporate, for example, you would think that, you know, they, they 
we've crossed this this silo situation. <laughs> you know, but you still find that that organizations function so specifically in silos. Uh, it's, and it's still, you know, it's it's strange when you speak of marketing, the the resilience to the marketing, and like how you know departments really need to get together, and you know everyone needs to be able to speak to each other. But yet, the reality of 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 working out there and working with organisations is they specifically are quite siloed. Uh, it, it's still it's still interesting that that it that it even occurs. It's such a great point that you make, Nikki, and, you know, silos, whether it's departmental silos, operational silos, technology enablement or disenablement silos, cultural silos. And that's why the whole concept of diversity, equity, inclusion has become ever so important, because that is one of those first frontline opportunities to eradicate these silos and bring unity into an organization. But yeah, you know, we're we're sitting here in 2022, midway, nearly midway through 2022, and the majority of these large businesses around the world are probably still, you know, really well structured around silos. And it's going to take a while before that dissipates, really. And that's what's interesting about this because we're talking about marketing resilience and how do, how do you keep your business resilient um, using marketing and facing, you know, facing forward and, and looking to the future. But yet, you know, if you look at the business and they are still working on functioning from silos, you're kind of going, you know, there's, there's so many knock-on effects that, that, that everything has on everything. Um, that you know, if you're working in silos, it affects your culture. If you're working in silos, it affects your inclusivity. It affects your resilience. Um, you know, there's so much that it <laughs> just just from listening and like observing and hearing these conversations we have, um, there's there's a lot that needs to go into it, and it needs to really be well thought through um, from a strategic perspective on how this impacts. How do we, as the organisation, then impact our business? so that it, it doesn't function from a siloed space. It does support the resilience marketing that, that we're putting forth into the market. And that speaks to, you know, a better leadership, you know, so. <laughs> and, and, and Kevin, you know, one, the one thing about marketing is, is marketing reflects the organization's culture, beliefs, values, because the product at the end of the day in the marketplace is born out of that, that, that sense of, what is the product? How do we get it to market? What do we believe in? What do our values stand for? And a product is born out of that. So if the organization yeah. is is not in the right space mentally, physically, structurally, and, and serving the needs of, of its consumers, it's going to come out in, in the marketing speak and message. And, and if you structure a business around silos, your performance is not going to be anywhere near the, the opportunity that a unified, seamless business can bring to the market. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to flip it on its head. So flip my original question and ask if marketing actually creates resilience. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) tricky, tricky question. Um, Yeah, Kevin, so so instead of how do brands and businesses achieve marketing resilience, you're wanting to know if marketing actually creates the resilience. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I, th- I think it goes without saying that marketing does create or increase resilience, Kevin. And the point is is fairly well covered in the article 
the key to business survival is business resilience. Um, this article was published on LinkedIn on the 23rd of March 2020 by Rick Merton, who's a growth strategist, uh, digital lead generator, and a marketing leadership member from Inside Out. And Rick states this this year is that chances are when you think of business resilience, you're not thinking of marketing but you should. So you can see the interconnectedness of say, so, you know, if the business is structured incorrectly, what gets into marketers is definitely not going to be correct. So the article addresses four key points in demonstrating how marketing creates resilience. Um, but before addressing these, these points, I want to quote a paragraph from the article which sets, sets the context for the four points. We are all well aware marketing is what gets you into the marketplace. But what we all forget is that one of the strongest parts of your business is to fall back on when things get tough. This is the essence of resiliency. The formula is simple. When your marketing is consistently good, so is your business success. It's definitely worth reading yeah. again. We are all well aware that marketing is what gets you into the marketplace. But what we all forget sometimes is that it's one of the strongest parts of your business to fall back on when things get tough. This is the essence of resiliency. The formula is simple. When your marketing is consistently good, so is your business success. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad that, 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 that I mean, just, just as a small business, you know, this is, yeah, I have been so consistent uh, for two years, the consistency of having the shows, for example. Um, and there have been times where I'm thinking, okay, well, I just don't, like, it's hard work. I'm like, and I, you know, I don't feel like doing it. I'm like, Oh, there's another show we have to do and find the people we need to speak to. And But yet, you know, the, the consistency that we've built uh, and just, I mean, you and I have been working, I think it's almost a year now. It's, well, we, we, it's we're on, yeah, obviously we had a break during the Christmas period, but, you know, we've got 64 weeks of uh, um, show this week, I think. Yeah, you know, so just, just, for 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 this, someone questioned me the other day and said, "Yeah, but does does this even do anything for your for your business?" And I'm going, "Well, I don't know. Have you seen how well my business does?" <laughs> and you're kind of going, uh, "Yeah, I think you know it does because you know." I, and I think that's what people sometimes forget. Um, they get passionate about what they do, um, uh, and they they kind of think that marketing thing is they'll get to that thing. Right. And I speak to a lot of people who are in the similar industry I'm in that that completely forget to do marketing. Right. So just that simple statement, you know, when your marketing is consistently good, so is your business success. And I think that, that speaks true to absolute re resilience because it takes work. You know, part of being resilient um, from a leadership perspective is uh, you, you're, you're, you, you bounce back and you kind of go, okay, cool. This isn't working. How do I, how do I shift? How do I mold? How do I adjust, um, myself into, I mean, we just discussed it this morning from stuff that I need to bounce back from. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, I'm like, I'm already ahead of the game and kind of going, cool, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, um, and that's what the resilience is, but it has to it has to show up in your marketing as yes. well. It has to yes. show what it is you're doing. I love this. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, good. Well, let me expand on those. So, so the four four points. So, starting with with the first is building a resilient brand. So, it's often thought that marketing is just an action, and 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 it begins when the business or brand decides it does. 
But actually, in reality, it's quite the opposite, Kevin, because it starts with a brand the minute you go into your business and and it's always on. Um, and, and a strong brand lives in your market's head when you're active or not through good times and bad. And, and therefore, it's important to get the right message out there, but, but really get to understand the resilience through your customers through good and bad times. The second point is adapt your marketing often. And, and again, that goes into the iterative process that I talk about so often, and that is one of the fastest evolving industries in the world is marketing. And it's also one of the most competitive fields that encapsulates many of the smaller industries such as psychology, big data technology and design and all of the topics that we've covered in the show before, Kevin. There's really understanding the depth of, of, of marketing and therefore you have to be able to reiterate and, and, and move through in, in a agile way and, and agility is, is an asset there's there's no doubt about it the, the more resilient businesses are the ones that can change paths in a moment not just weathering the storms but actually growing and drawing strength as as they change these paths and, and and come through the other side the third point point that we talk about often is data so trust data first marketing can't be driven by you and intuition alone and as such data has to spearhead decision making for businesses of all sizes knowing what works is a brand's best assets in fighting business resilience collect data wherever you can and make the test measure learn optimize repeat a, a key component of your business and the fourth point here in the end it's all about strategy and i really love the fact that it ends on this point when you launch a business whether you you start with the strategy when you develop your marketing plan you start with the strategy Business resilience planning is therefore no different, and it should be highly focused, agile, and adaptable. And, and it's important to revisit both the business and marketing strategy as often as you can, because when these things click and come together, the resilience is a natural outcome in that regard, Kevin. So as we draw to the end of the show, Craig, uh, what are the key takeaways of today's conversation? What would you say those, those would be? Yeah, Kevin, thanks. So I'm going to reference uh, another great article titled Marketing Resilience in a Time of Constant Change, which was published on the 14th of October 2020 and found on intelligentmarketinguk.com blog. And I want to start with the articles, uh, a, a quote from the article's second paragraph, which really sets a nice context here, which says, the classical reaction to a recession is to cut your marketing spend, but this approach will only deliver very short-term savings and can cause a devastating impact to organization. Of course, as marketers, I'm going to tell you, don't cut your marketing spend, but instead look to reposition Focus on a mix of tactics and longer-term strategies. And it's, it's an obvious statement, but it just it seems to be missed by so many. Um, the five core components of marketing resilience are noted as understand how your customers are changing, be prepared to act and respond quickly, in essence, the, the agile component we spoke about, focus on digital marketing activities and increase your visibility, get active get creative with your content. And if you can't measure, you can't improve. So let me quickly take you through those five points. So point one there is, is understand how your customers are changing. So Kevin, we know, uh, yeah, customer buying behavior has changed for good since the pandemic and lockdown. And that's whether it's B2B or B2C. And, and, and brands really have to understand the way customers live and work has changed and therefore their core needs and priorities have also changed. And, and in understanding the target market has never been more important. Brands need to talk to their customers, gain deeper understanding of what they're tackling on a daily basis, conduct research, be 
empathetic, importantly, be empathetic and use the process to get to know them better than before. Point two, be prepared to act and respond quickly, the agile nature. Resilient marketing needs to be agile and respond authentically and effectively to the changing circumstances. And this means that adapting quickly to new situations and context as a business, but also understanding the same for your customers and, and prospects. And in this instance, messaging really needs to be considered and empathetic, but also think about being more generous in terms of support, guidance and tips. And the brands that did that during COVID definitely, you know, we, we saw an increase in, in, in their value. The third point is focus on digital marketing activities that increase your visibility. Whilst obvious, we have discussed this a few times before, Kevin, businesses need to revisit their online presence and increase their visibility. Brands to look at their websites through the eyes of their visitors. You just have to look at the, the visitor journeys on both desktop and mobile and check web performance and SEO across both those platforms. And, and be active on social media. Get to know which platforms are working best, for instance, what type of content and posts are engaging the most with, with audiences. Fourth point is get creative with your content. Content marketing is a core component of resilient marketing. Consider creative ways to repurpose content as well as generate content, which delivers the key word again, authenticity. Audiences are comfortable with a more natural and raw approach to video content, creating content with, with live interview type videos shot with smartphones and TikTok type platforms is, is essential and convert that long form article into listicle, a wonderful word here, and, and use your own in-house subject matter experts for interviews and contributions. And that also helps bring the costs of production down, Kevin. And if you can't measure, you can't improve. It's, it's another point that we've covered in many discussions, Kevin. Brands have to use their data and insights to determine how well their marketing activities are performing. Resilient marketing means measurement, analysis, and adjusting activities as needed, that iterative process. More than ever, marketing is responsible for the early stages of the buyer journey. Understanding and measuring the marketing activity performance is essential, as well as how it contributes to the overall sales and, and outcomes, Kevin. And remember that delivering successful marketing during uncertain times requires a new approach and probably a new boldness as well. Those are the key takeaway points. Craig, so you just you've got me thinking here now. So we're gonna we, we need to have a conversation after this. <laughs> to conclude today's show, um, what do we have in place for next week, Craig? Yeah, Kevin. Uh, interesting that you you picked up on the whole business aspect. Uh, you know, when we started talking about the silo component, then it really plays into into what I'm intending to talk about next week. So I want to move away from from the marketing angle of resilience and actually move into the business angle of resilience and, and look at resilience in business, which according to McKinsey requires a balanced focus on six dimensions. And I want to pick up on that conversation next week. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Guys, you can catch uh, the Marketing and uh, Leadership Show every uh, Thursday uh, on EBS Radio at 12 o'clock. Craig, thank you for so much for joining us and uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Great to be back That's with it. you. Thanks.